everyone. This is Casey and all of us from Cheery Conversations wanted to say thank you for being a part of Cheery week after week. We have so many conversations in our vault that we know you have enjoyed and we have enjoyed. And so over the next few months, every other week, we're going to play one of our favorite conversations. And in between, you can listen to all of our conversations on the podcast, or you can watch them on our Cheery Conversations YouTube channel. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to Cheery Conversations, where we all overcome our uncertainty one conversation at a time. And today I get to have my guest be my daughter, Aubrey, Aubrey Rose. We share the same middle name, mm-hmm. Aubrey Rose, Sunny Rose. And Aubrey and I were talking about Jesus the other day, yesterday. And I decided to have her on the show because I was like, girl, you are preaching at me and uh, people need to hear this. So you're 15. Mm-hmm. You have been to Israel, the Holy Land twice. Yes. Okay. Tell us about your experience there and what was something that was either life-changing or sticks with you or you remember it a lot. I think the first time I went, I didn't really get it. I thought it was just really hot. But the second time we went, um, I don't know. It was just really interesting to see all the places that Jesus had went. And I think I didn't really like, I knew the Bible was like real, but I didn't like actually like realize. But then when we went to the places, it was like, this is like literally where it was, Yeah. you know, like it was like I understood it better. So now when you hear, and I think we've been home a Christmas since you went to Israel. Now, when we talk about Nazareth, where we've been, does that, is that different? Or the Sea of Galilee, when you know we walked on the water on the Sea of Galilee, do you, do you picture the Sea of Galilee now rather than just words? Mm-hmm. Talk about that. We, we sat on the side of the boat in the Sea of Galilee, the fishing boat that would be a replica of what Jesus was on. And he, the guy turned on worship music and then us four, because the second time Isaiah, you and I and daddy went and we hung our feet off the side of the boat. How special was that? That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was, you saw, I'll tell them all about it. Um, okay, so as a 15 year old and you're a sophomore in high school and I know that life is really strange. It was strange from March last year, your freshman year. And now this year, it's like, the world and life is just not what you want or expect. So do you find help in Jesus? And if so, how do you walk out your Jesus journey as a 15 year old girl? Well, I don't really have a routine. Like I know a lot of people have like a strict thing, but I'm not, I don't do routines very much. So kind of just before bed, I usually prayer journal and just write down anything that I'm thankful for and stuff like that. And then I'm kind of scared of the dark, so I get scared at night, so I always play music off my phone. I play worship music like throughout the night as I sleep. Wow. So it kind of goes in because I'm scared of the dark and Mm. I feel like it helps me. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's good advice because a lot of people wouldn't know what to do. They just fall asleep scared, but you always seem pretty sound asleep and, and good. So you also talked with me yesterday about how there is no downside to following Jesus. What, explain that or share what you meant by that. I just didn't understand why people like don't just go all in. Like, I mean, I understand that there's like some things holding people back, but Mm -hmm. I just really, when I was saying that, I mean, I just don't understand 
what is so bad. Like, there's nothing really that you'd have to give up. I mean, there's stuff you have to give up, but nothing like extreme. And there's really just no downside. Like, you feel more peaceful, you're more happy. Yeah. Nothing crazy. So as a teenager, you've worked through the stuff that's hard. And you've also had a time where you weren't just all in with Jesus. And now you feel like you're at a place where you only see an upside to following Jesus. You're, you told me yesterday, besides if you're doing drugs or having sex, there's nothing else to give up when you follow Jesus. So what is the downside? So what is the comparison just in your heart, like in your heart and your mind, what's the comparison of now that you're all in with Jesus versus when you weren't? When I wasn't all in, I definitely felt disconnected from my family. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like I didn't really know you and daddy. I didn't know Isaiah that well. Um, I didn't really try to put in any effort. And like, even at school with schoolwork, I would kind of just go in class and just be like, whatever, like this mm -hmm. doesn't matter. And then I just lost my passion for everything. Mm -hmm. Like I've always been, like a big music person. So I would start like skipping my voice lessons, which is like so unlike me to like not want to go. Mm -hmm. And I would like, didn't care about rehearsals. I wouldn't put in any, any effort. And I just kind of lost my passion for everything. And everything to me was just like, whatever, it doesn't matter anymore. Mm -hmm. And then once I decided to like fully go in, I feel like I've not only put in more effort, but I've also improved in the things I love. And now I I don't only think of my family as my family, I think of them as my friends now, mm. because like I have a relationship and I'm overall just more happy. Wow. I didn't know that you would say that, that it was like this, uh, this all encompassing way. It wasn't just, well, I love Jesus and it's about Jesus. Amen. It was like, no, you felt disconnected from family. You didn't want to go to voice lessons. You didn't have passion for life. Because I think there's a lot of people listening and watching your age or my age where they feel dull or dead or they've lost passion for life. And they don't think, oh, maybe I should look to where's my relationship with Jesus. But it, it's pervasive. It's, it's all encompassing. Um, what his life with him is like, amazing. And without him is very hard. So uh, you're, you're being an example to people that you're friends with. And a lot of times you had friends that you're like, you should come to worship night or you should come to uh, pocket church or like we had someone um, in church with us. And then afterwards she wanted to talk about Jesus. Is that hard for you? Or how do you talk to your friends about Jesus? If they're, you can tell they're curious. Uh, a lot of the time I don't really know what to say. Yeah. So I kind of like, bring them to you guys. <laughs> that is true. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just don't get it fully. Hmm. But, yeah. But I, you definitely encourage them yeah. that, like, it's a good choice. Yeah. So you're kind of the person, you're the messenger that brings them. And I love it when, when you or Isaiah are like, so they're talking about God. And it's like, Daddy and I take over, which is totally cool. I love that. Okay, another question for you. So with your Jesus journey, have there been friends that you've had to just push away from or set boundaries? And how do you do that when you're 15 and you're trying to still, you know, not have people talk bad about you? How do you create boundaries? And have you had to at all? Yes. Okay. A lot. Okay. I feel like I used to just like ghost them 
which is so bad. But like now I've kind of like figured out how to just keep it at a distance. I had a like big friend group that was just like so bad, just like the opposite of God, like literally so bad. And with them, I just ghosted them. I kind of blocked them on everything, which was probably not the best. Or but, maybe it was. Yeah, maybe. But then there are other people who like probably weren't the best example on me, who I've just like, just kind of distanced. Like instead of opening their Snapchat every hour, I'll like open it every five hours or something. <laughs> Big difference. Yeah, or like, I just, like I'll stop inviting them over as much or like obviously if they need advice, I'm there for them and I'll like text them, but I don't really go out of my way to text them. Mm. So I just kind of keep myself at a distance because I know they're not the best for me, mm -hmm. which is hard because sometimes the ones that aren't the best for you are the most fun. Yeah, yeah. But not always. Not always, I guess. <laughs> but the point is you've had to make some choices. But you feel like it's worth it? It's been worth it, the ones that you went ahead and, and drew boundaries with? Yeah, for okay. sure. Good. Okay, and then one more question for you. Uh, as your parents, Sean and Sonny Hennessy, were pastors, uh, what is it like to be our kid? Because you've been asked that before. Yeah. Like like being a pastor's kid? Yeah, or, or just maybe you can't speak for all pastor's kids, but you can speak to being our kid who people know we're pastors or people know we own businesses or just basically what's it like to be our kids? It's fun. For oh, sure. well, good. But it can be really difficult okay. at times. Like you have to watch what you say and post. And sometimes I don't do good at that, but like not even just like because what you're posting is bad. It'll just be like because of people's judgment hmm. or what you're saying, like, if it's like your beliefs or just like anything. Like sometimes I'll just act like a normal teenager, like not even- What everybody like, else is not doing. Not even doing anything mm -hmm. bad, just literally being a 15 year old girl and people are like, well, aren't you a pastor's kid? And it's just, it's really judgmental, mm. I feel. But it's, there's a lot of upsides. Like, so you just focus on that? Yeah. Like your, so we went and bought you, a, this is an example. We went and bought you a black dress you're dating a boy who loves Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's so cute. He loves Jesus. And I know he loves Jesus for himself. Like he loved Jesus before you ever came around mm -hmm. and has been um, a part of a youth ministry and kids ministry. And I can tell he loves Jesus. And I can tell that you guys want to have a godly relationship, which is different and hard when you're in high school and others aren't looking at how do we have a godly relationship? Why do you guys want to have a godly relationship? What's the end goal? Well, we're not just like dating for experience or dating to have fun. Like I, like most kids in high school, we're dating to marry, which is like, it sounds really extreme because I'm 15 and but like in my mind, I get it, you know? Mm -hmm. It like, we're, we're dating for the long run. So we want it to work out. So we know that if we just do everything that we want or do everything that other teenagers are doing now, then we're not gonna have that in the future. We're not gonna have like a strong connection in the future. Like if we were to get married, then there would be like cracks in the relationship, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And we know that it's just worth it to wait longer and then have life better than just give it up now. Mm. So you're talking purity, you're talking physical. Uh, you made a comment to me one time, you said, well, I can tell my f these friends that 
started dating, that they're not in it for the long term because they're just doing everything physical right now. Like they're trying to get it all in before they break up. Mm -hmm. And you guys have said, and I know daddy and I talked to you about, we really want you guys to know that when you, when, when doing stuff that's impure, when having sex enters the relationship, you kind of blow up the relationship for the future. Like you kind of, you eliminate your chances of this going long-term because God's hand comes off and you're walking on your own. And so I appreciate that you guys, and I like that you have that long-term goal because you both love Jesus. Okay, so that being said, you you have a boyfriend that loves Jesus. You guys have gone to worship nights together. You go to church with him. He's gone to church with you. Uh, what would you say to people who they're a Jesus person or they, they want to be more of a Jesus person, but they really like someone who isn't, who, okay, maybe they go to church once in a while, or maybe they've gone to church or their family is a certain denomination, but they're not like a Jesus person. Is it okay to date them? What should people do in that situation? Is it worth it? Mm, I don't think so. Mm. I think, I think like, you know, like the talking stage, like before you're like officially dating, maybe like bring them to church, like mm. try to like give them some like input, like just kind of lead them to it. But like if they're not willing or if they don't have a soft heart towards God, then there's nothing you can really do from that point. Hmm. Because Nana told me this example, you okay. know mom. So I stood on a chair and she held my hand and pulled me and I fell. And I tried to pull her up, but I couldn't lift her up, but I fell down. Hmm. And so if you try to bring someone up with you, if they aren't like accepting to that stuff, they're just gonna pull you down. Hmm. That's so good. I'm glad that stuck. Good job, Nana. Good job, Nana. <laughs> okay, so I, I started to say this, that yes, you have a Jesus boyfriend, and but you were on your six-month anniversary date, and I, I, we, his dad took you guys, and I picked you guys up from Play Bistro, and you had this fancy dinner, and we went and got you a dress that day, and the dress didn't look short. Not at all. It didn't. I mean, I'm the mom and I was like, what about this dress? And it was very conservative and it looked, but you have the longest legs, these great long legs. So she puts it on and we're taking pictures and I'm like, okay, that's like halfway <laughs> up her thigh. I thought it was going to go to her knee. And so anyway, and then you wore high heels. So that might be an example of you. Then you post the picture of you guys going on your date and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's the kid of pastors and her dress is short. And so, yes, there is that pressure that people are looking and watching. Did anybody say anything about your dress? No. I'm sure because it was four inches longer than most people's dresses right yeah. now. But for me, I was like, can we go to the knee or beyond? Uh, but you're, you no longer are mad at us, right? Like this is the life I have to live. Yeah. This is the pressure I live under. I get it now. You get it now. Okay, so what is your line when it comes to social media? And this is for all Jesus people, all Jesus kids, and what parents should really encourage their teenagers to do. Um, that if they want to have a standard, what's your line on social media? I didn't give you any chance to think about that. But wh what would you ask yourself before you post? Or what are things that you just go, that's just not something I will or can do? I would just think like, a lot of the time I have to think what will people think because of the position that we're in and I don't want that judgment but like my line would be like 
bikini pictures. I think it's kind of different. Maybe I'm just influenced badly, but I think it's different when you're in like a group at the beach or something. But if it's just like a picture of you like asking for it, hmm. then I wouldn't post that. Okay. But I don't have like rules on social media. I'm not that serious. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we try to be, you know, give a little rope because you're not going to be with us forever. But I'm glad that you think about things before because that happens with age and maturity. You didn't always think first and you had to delete some things or get your phone taken away. And I know mom and dad weren't very popular when the phone would go away, but now we can trust you way more and we do. So you're amazing. I love you. Thanks, I love you. And I'm glad you were on the show. I hope that this helps moms and daughters maybe talk. It makes um, us parents think, okay, I can still have lines and I can still have boundaries and parameters and my kids aren't gonna hate me because of it. Like she doesn't hate me. And I am amazed at the level of maturity and growth that I've seen in Aubrey, even this last year in a pandemic where uh, instead of letting it get to her, she had a strong foundation in Jesus and she let herself grow and grow in the quiet times. Like when I walk in and I know don't do that or I'll cry. When I walk in and I see your prayer journal, see, I'm gonna cry, okay. <laughs> that That's like the best. And it's not for show. She doesn't like walk by me in the kitchen like, here's my prayer journal. It's just her having this real relationship with Jesus. But you said it, some of it's come from, you had the the bad friend group that, that did everything bad and you jumped into that for two months your freshman year. And it was like, you said yesterday when you hit rock bottom, you knew that's not what I want. And unfortunately, some people have to hit rock bottom, but I know we hope for you, for your kids, that uh, you don't have to get to that point and go through that to have God just really show up. But if so, God is good and he loves her more than I even do, which is shocking to me. So thanks for being with us on Cherry Conversations. I feel like this was a special episode. Uh, I didn't have Casey to lean on and we just got to talk as mom and daughter. But if you'd like to connect with me directly, maybe you have an idea for a show or a guest, you can go to sunnyhennessy.com and you can get on my email list and also find out everything that's going on in my world and things to come. So thanks for being with us. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cheery Conversations. You can be a part of the conversation. Leave us a one-minute voicemail at the link found in the show notes and send us your thoughts. You might hear your voice on a future episode. You can also connect with Sunny and her guests by going to SunnyHennessy.com. If this episode helped you in any way, please let us know and then share it with your friends, family, neighbors, and whoever. Word of mouth is the best way for people to find out about this podcast. It would also be really helpful if you leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. See you next week.